Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Take care of that real quick. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate you. Welcome to on Happy Thursday, Duke City. We are live from Sadie's on 4th Street. Going to hang out, sip some margaritas, have the best salsa in the universe, and talk a little sports and pop culture. As you know, as we've been saying since the last event, Fred Slow the voice of Duke City Championship Wrestling, is not here on match day. He's down at the historic Elway Theater getting ready for the match tonight. If you can, get down there. I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is still a couple seats open. And when I say seats, I mean your feet. You can walk in. It's standing room only now because the place is sold out. There's not a chair on the floor, so sorry, no folding chairs, no barca loungers, no couches, no bean bags. The floor is sold out, but it's going to be an absolute banger. Historic El Rey Theater. Come watch some man slamming action as it's a ladder match tonight in between Turbo Tony and your hero, Albuquerque, Hobo Hank. Since Fred's not here... Boy, do I have two of the most talented dudes in the business. Two sexy-ass voices, Albuquerque. About to bless your ears. OG, day one, friend, frequent contributor. You know him. You love him. Voice of the Isotopes, Josh Sushan. What's happening, my guy? It is good to be here. <laughs> Thank you for that, Amarie. I did not realize there would be margaritas as part of this fill-in opportunity. This is really fun. It is a, uh, first of all, this is a fabulous atmosphere. I love my angle here. I've got TVs around, but it's the strangest thing because I'm not used to your stream yard because I look ahead and I see you guys on my computer right. screen. Then I just look up and I see you guys right here. Yes. So I need to close this window so that I'm not just constantly staring at these monitors. But it is good to be here. Well, I keep staring at the monitor because you're so handsome, Josh Sushan. I don't like this lighting. It is not good at all. It's, I, I got like this Peyton Manning thing going on with my forehead. It's bad for ball. You're handsome and itty lighting. Also, another frequent contributor, another voice. You were literally here yesterday talking smack about my beautiful Houston baseball Astros. Despite all you got one big fault. Texas Rangers fan and voice of the Ice Wolves, Jason Thomas. Welcome back, friend. Thanks for having me back. It's uh, shocking that my one flaw is simply the location that I lived and grew up. Well, I mean, that's but the only that's... one I could talk about on air. Okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. That, 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 you have a valid point there. Thank you <laughs> for that. Uh, no, it's great to be back. Day two in a row. Crazy. Uh, what are they paying you? Because I'm just getting margaritas and salsa. You're getting margaritas? Yes. <laughs> I, I would love some of that action. We are definitely going to come into the 5 o'clock hour with a delicious Sadie's margarita right here on North 4th Street in Los Ranchos. 
get down here, whether you jump on the bus, whether you ride your bike, whether you're in a car, or whether you rode your horse here tonight. They rode horses? <laughs> yes, they rode over to Sadie's on their horses, and now they're having some delicious food. Oh, yeah. Tell me you're margarita. from New Mexico without telling me you're from New Mexico. <laughs> yes, it- Castillo back at the studio. I don't know how this works, Amory. Fill me in. You're married and remarried and now officially, officially married. So any more weddings I need to know about, Amory? No, we're starting to confuse people, though, because I didn't get (laughs) married again. I got married to the same person. I just had my, because of COVID and the pandemic, I had a little ceremony, and then I had my big family wedding this past weekend. Well, congratulations again. Most you... importantly, did you get double the gifts? Ooh. Did you confuse no. people into getting double the gifts? <laughs> but very thankful that everyone traveled in for Balloon Fiesta and fun. Congratulations again. You got yourself a grade A dude. Shout out to your hubby. I'm not going to drop any names on air unless you want to. But you can. We, Kyle's we awesome. Him. We, we love, love him. Shout out to Kyle. You're a heck of a dude. And he's a lucky dude as well. As welcome back. Good to have you back. I'm just happy to hear that Fred lost, like, he was all high and mighty about gambling last week, and then he bet again and then lost. So now he knows what it's really like. I'm sad he wasn't here, but I'm excited for Duke City Championship Wrestling, and you guys go have fun because you know I'm not going. Yes, we usually we hang out here at the bar in Sadie's and watch Thursday night football, but once a month on a Thursday, we're not going to be hanging out on Sadie's on 4th Street because we're going down to the historic El Rey Theater to cheer on Hobo Hank versus the evil. And there'll be not only that, there's seven other great matches for you guys to enjoy. The The boys will be there. A lot of friends of the show will be there. And probably every wrestling fan. Uh, from Albuquerque and surrounding areas will be there. What, what if I want Turbo Tony to win? Like, wh- wh- how come you just decided who I was going to root for? Well, okay. Well, our hero, Hobo Hank, I mean, the best wrestler in the history of the world, okay. is going for the first Duke City Championship Wrestling Universal, I don't even know the name of it, championship belt tonight. And the only way he gets it, if he scales a 10-foot ladder right in the middle of the ring and snatches the belt with his disgusting back alley bare hands. I'm just saying that I reserve the right to root for whoever I want to, Van, and you should not tell me who I'm rooting for. I mean, that is fair. You can make horrible decisions (laughs) just like Jason Thomas does because he's a Rangers fan and all is right in the world. Astros are back on track, One scoring runs. Uh, basically, Astros in six. No chance. Oh, there we go. Come on. She Did gets you, it. You added a, a new buzzer noise just for me today to be wrong all the time, Amory. Thanks a lot. Big win for the good guys. When I say good guys, I mean the heroes of baseball who fell on the sword for all of your other favorite teams so they didn't expose a giant cheating scandal. You're welcome. Owes the Texas Rangers shallow pitching staff with another win tonight. But before we go in the analysis of tonight's game, let's talk about last night's game. It was a shellacking from the beginning. The Astros pitchers wanted to make it a little more interesting, so they let the Rangers score a run here and there. But it's an embarrassment to anyone who's ever worn red, not just Rangers fans, but the Rangers fans, their family. Alice 
Uh, J.R. Ewing is embarrassed by that Dallas performance. Wow. All the extras and producers on the TV show Dallas are embarrassed with that performance. And their embarrassment will continue throughout Dallas's homestand and will take it back to Houston for the secondary gentleman sweep. Jason, thoughts? So I thought yesterday. <laughs> How's that for a setup? <laughs> I, know, I, I almost don't know how to react right now. I thought yesterday over the top with my Rangers oh, smack talk. Uh-huh. And I even admit it, it's because we haven't been here in so long. I just don't know how to act. Mr. Seven in a row is acting like he's never been here before, doesn't know how to act. He won one game yes. by three. Rangers were very much in that towards the end. You got lucky. We gave you one. I'm telling you, it's the Rangers back tonight. I got the lucky jersey on. I didn't wear it yesterday. That's my fault. We got. Uh, no, I'm glad you didn't wear it because I'm sitting really close to you. and Something that you have worn a lot of days in a row. Right. I have news for all of you. The clothing that you wear has no bearing on the outcome. I hate to break this to you guys there's and crush no hopes and dreams. Just saying. There's no such thing as an announcer's okay. jinx. And there's no such thing as a wardrobe jinx either. Uh, right. I what, feel like the what, announcer what, jinx is very real. Susha, what are you Wait know? a minute. You're a play-by-play announcer. How can you possibly agree with the nonsense that the announcer's okay. jinx is real? I interviewed a goalie for one of our teams. A he had two shutouts on the road in his first two games. I brought that up. I said the That's word shutout. That's called good journalism. Right. right? So That's it's great journalism. Excellent. That's yeah. exactly what it is. I said the word shutout. They gave me a hard time, and I said he'll be fine because it's just the same weekend. It's not the same day. He allowed one goal in his next game. You know how many goals he's allowed since in his next three games? Zero. He could have a shutout in his first six games of the season, but does not because I said the word shutout on a broadcast. If That's only my it fault. were that easy. Makes that. sense. No. It just so sounds like you have a really good goalie and they got lucky once is what it sounds like to me. I mean, that's also the case. Yeah. It's both. So I think this is um, seasoned veteran versus wide-eyed rookie. Here that's fair. You. That's fair. Jason Thomas, voice of the Ice Wolves, you still believe in magic. You so- still believe that if you put your socks inside out tomorrow – the Rangers get to go back in time and win that game last night. The way that I see it is you've interviewed this guy, and in the last four games he's allowed announcer's jinx. That means it's the announcer mojo. He talked to you, so I'm and good he luck. continued his amazing performances because of the mojo you sent him. I'll give him a call after the show and see what he thinks about that. I kind of like this point of view. Yeah. In, in I wish I would have met you before today. Well, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> Sushan, you know, you know on the program, you've seen it in real time. We call it the two men on drip here on the program. You get interviewed on the program, you have the best. Absolutely. And it's 100% accurate. There's never been any slip-up whatsoever. Not a single There's one. There's no bad data Bulletproof. in this assessment. We're still batting a 1,000 with the two men on drip. So, I mean, that's, as a guy who, you've been in baseball for how long? Oof. Uh, over 20 years. Over 20 years. Okay. 29 is also over 20. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in baseball for over 20 years, and you've seen superstition after superstition. Are you the one to call these guys out, or do you just zip it and be like, whatever he's doing is working right now. He could be as irrational and mentally ill as possible as long as he's smacking RBIs. I just refuse to acknowledge that it's even a thing. Okay. You know, other than when I'm on the air and I'm trying to correct Jason here. (laughs) (laughs) I just refuse to acknowledge that it's a thing. You know, like, I'm just too rational in order to think that that's the case. And and that's 
sarcastic, endearing things about you, as you are so <laughs> logical and reasonable and rational. Me, on the other side, I want to believe. I want to believe in magic. I want to make sure that I do the same pine tar routine every single Wouldn't time. Wouldn't you forget I, oh, after a while? But, oh, like, that would because, be my Because fear. of the brain damage? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> You're saying self-inflicted, but, but, but at a certain yeah. point, don't you just like forget the order that you do these things? No. <laughs> no, Mar Garcia ever forget? Like in baseball, because I well, he I, did late in his career. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it quit working for him. <laughs> yeah. So I played baseball forever, and I know all the weird routines. Everyone has some weird quirk. I'm I lean a little more to your logical, reasonable side. But every once in a while, I'd do something out of the ordinary, and then something fantastic would happen. And I was like, oh, that's the key right there. I got I to gotta do three bull dirt scratches with my before I get into the wind-up. That's why the slider's okay. looking better. Okay, so I, I love the perfect broadcaster setup. And so speaking of last night's game, Jose Altuve is up there. And I can't remember which announcer, if it was the play-by-player or the analyst, was saying how he basically just stands there and he's not doing any kind of routine, and he just makes it look like he's asleep. And then as soon as the pitcher is ready, then he kind of gets into his stance, and on the next pitch, he hit a home run. And to me, that's what broadcasting is when you set the scene like that. And he didn't hit a home run because of that, but what this dude's – his routine is that he doesn't have a routine, and Altuve hits a home run. Okay, I love that right there. I look at it this way. Does this jersey affect what's happening in Arlington tonight? Definitely not. I know that. But what it is, and I think this even goes more for players than myself, it's a mentality. If you do the same routine, maybe you have your superstitions, you're in that good mindset, and that's what gets you to perform better. And once you break that routine or that superstition, it messes with your mind, and that superstition is born. It, the actual action does not have the effect. So this is what we need from all of the superstition talk. We need the superstition <laughs> stuff to lead into a good game because as much as I like baseball, these playoffs – Somebody hits a bunch of home runs early in the game, and they never lose the lead. We need some drama. We need some back and forth. We need some extra innings. We need a zombie runner at second. We need, other than the catch at the wall and the double play, we have had very few exciting endings in these playoffs fight between you Texas boys. I just want to see a back and forth game where we're losing our minds because we can't believe the drama that's involved here. Yeah, you're very right right there, um, except for game two of Astros Rangers which it was close seventh eighth ninth inning the Astros were mounting a comeback came up short they had action on the base pass at the end of the game you're very right like not just like all of the series yes all of them yeah you had I want to say whoever the, has scored first is you had the one Braves comeback and that was the only game they won yeah and that's the only close game throughout the playoffs so when I say close game what, what, what do you consider? Within three? I want, I want multiple lead changes. Okay. Not even just like what the final score is. I, I just want both teams to have a lead at some point. I want multiple lead changes from the seventh inning on. That's what I want. But back to superstitions real quick before we move on. What's like the go-to hockey superstition? What do these guys do? The way they tape their sticks. Okay. Um, some guys have different games they like to play, like, they play a two-touch soccer, just keep the ball up game. Some guys are like, I'm staying way far away from that. Uh, some guys, like, when they're warming up and they're skating around, they have their buddy, they'll pass it to, they get really close, then they go really far away. It's just whatever routine you get into with whatever guy, and then you score a goal one game, and it's like, hey, 
we did this, I scored, we got to do it again. Right. And we got to keep doing it until it's obvious that it doesn't. Rainbow tape on the stick, right? No rainbow tape. Not allowed. Opening segment in the books. Having a lot of fun at Sadie's on 4th Street. Come down here, get your green chili and margarita and Thursday night football fix. Josh Sushan, voice of the isotopes. Jason Thomas, voice of the ice wolves. Van Nunley, voice of two men on. We'll be with you all the way up until 530 till we hand it over. One, you know we love Sadie's, and you know we play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. Lunch and a milkshake, that goes down at 66 Diner. Don't miss Whack It Wednesday on ABQ Axe, as the boys will give you a sweet discount on axe throwing. Monday Night Football, don't miss a second of that action to Howie Sports page. All your sweet, sweet merch, you get that at the Duke's team's. And that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. All right, we got a team in college football, boys, that are trying to emulate my cheating-ass Astros, and we're going to tell you all about that when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. And on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. The boys are having a lot of fun down here at Sadie's on 4th Street. Come get your New Mexican food on. Come get your margarita on. And shortly after this program, come get your Thursday night football on. The boys got to miss Thursday night football this week, but we'll be right back here hanging out all night next week because we're rushing down to see some Duke City Championship wrestling at the historic El Rey Theaters. Talk about my Astros first segment. They're obviously going to win four straight games. Uh, they, they let the, peop- the fine people of Dallas get a little nibble, see what it's like to be successful, but that's all over. But the Michigan football team learned a little something from my Houston Astros. Obviously, the Astros, you know, they're the best at drafting best at international scouting, best at player development, best at saber us. They're the best at cheating. And then the Michigan football team were like, hey, they had some success with that. Let's try it out. Literally last night and this morning, breaking news, Michigan football is sending teams around to all their opponents and potential um, opponents in the college football playoff and trying to scout their signaling and signs both on offense and defense. I was today years old when I learned that unlike the NFL, college football does not send in their plays through helmets. I am blown away that, number one, this is not happening. Number two, I did not know this. Did you guys know this? I had no idea. I did not know this until I read the story today on ESPN.com that they do not send in plays via helmets why would they not do that it's the easiest way to circumvent cheating well i mean all these colleges and universities they have very strong and they're worried there's going to be some kind of hacking war you know go they don't have this fail safes in place that professional sports do so that's why they use you've seen the big ridiculous billboards this they makes a lot more sense now with like it's got like finding nemo and a lampshade and there's multiple people who are holding them up yeah and trying to block the sides and all that right and you got different combinations of these signs and you call plays off of that 
while it looks ridiculous, it seems like it works. But Michigan going to crack the code over what it means when you hold up a, a picture of Taylor Swift and then Travis Kelsey and then a Ford Bronco and then a, um, a pink rose. And Michigan's out here trying to figure this whole thing out. Jason, have you seen anything like this? <laughs> not counting the Astros? Not counting the Astros, I've not seen anything <laughs> like this. And the one area that Michigan messed up is the Astros got caught. Ah, Michigan hasn't won at all yet, ah. and that is the big issue in their plan. Unless that's why they've gotten better the last couple of years. Remember when Harbaugh was on the hot seat? Right. Wasn't that long ago, right? So here's the thing, though. What, what got people so upset about the Astros was that they used cameras and technology. Beat me to it. So with Michigan, what, they're using binoculars? They're sitting in the stands? Right. They're buying a ticket like anyone else and just, like, what's wrong with that? I right. feel like if you do it the arena, it's fair game. If you're using technology and cameras and maybe a computer to decode, well, that's where we start to get into a very gray area, if right. not a, like a no-no zone. But they're just out there with binoculars? I feel like every team should be doing that. Yeah, and um, I, I do agree with you to a certain extent because if these successful football programs who have dozens and dozens of people working for them, if they haven't been doing this the entire time, why are one scout to every single game of the people in your division, your rivals, people you might play in the playoffs? How is this not a thing already? And, and I get it. I get the Astros line. I get the trash can line. I get the camera line. If these guys aren't, like, hovering drones and no-fly zones, if they're not using, like, spy glasses and hidden cameras, like, I don't have a problem with it at all. I mean, it's just like the old school trying. If your guy's on second base and he's not trying to decode those signals and give signals to the player in the batter's box, you're not even trying. And it should be the same thing for all these coaching staffs. If you're not sending people to all these games to try to scout those giant boards they hold up with uh, friggin' Stitch from Lilo and Stitch and then uh, a picture of H. John Benjamin and after and and then a uh, piece of jackfruit if you're not trying to decode all those weird random pictures why are you even playing the game i don't know the, the rule states off campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited i don't understand why can somebody like you said not buy a ticket yeah go to the game watch and you know what your weird signs that you've mentioned yeah if you can figure out what those mean more power to you every week anyway right well so, here's the thing i've always thought about people in sports their number one fear is not getting hurt it's not getting fired it's getting embarrassed right. either getting embarrassed by losing by a lot or having someone steal your signs and the paranoia amongst coaches is significant right like that that is legendary across all sports especially football it used to be there was all kinds of open practices now even the media, okay, you get to watch them stretch for 10 minutes and that's your access to the field and all those kind of things. And there's all, well, you know, you're playing in the in the Superdome and, uh, you know, for this semifinal game or this championship game and you're allowed to practice in there and some coaches are like, no, we don't want to practice inside the actual field because we don't know if there's some janitor who's right. up there, if there's some ball boy that's up there that's going to, to send that. I remember one time when I was doing Lady Lobos, UTEP had a walkthrough 
and I'm walking up just to set up my equipment, and I got kicked out of the arena because they oh, thought that I, like the opposing team's broadcaster was going to like steal their and tell it to Mike Bradbury. I remember thinking, like, are you serious? I thought it was a joke. And they were like, no, you need to leave right now. And I went, all right. Well, if that's what you're worried about, if you really think the opposing team's play-by-play announcer is going to give some secrets so that's why you're going to lose the Lobos, you're in deep trouble. But coaches are always paranoid, maybe it, for good reason. It's funny you say that story because that very similar thing happened to me last season at Corpus Christi. We were on the road. I'm setting up. The, the Ice Rays were having their morning skate, and they saw do that later. You can't set up in your spot because we're practicing before the game tonight. Like, I don't even know what you guys are doing out here. It's so different to what we do. I'm just trying to be ready for my job tonight. So it's weird how paranoid coaches get. I still can't believe that college football does not use telecommunications into their helmet. This just blows me away. This started in the NFL in 1994. You know how long ago that was? That was three decades ago that the NFL has been doing this. Even so that they can get the pitch into their cap. How in the world do you not use this? Yeah, no, I agree completely. I don't see why they haven't had that technology, and I don't see what is the big deal of having someone there in person. Again, I will say it again. I will beat this dead horse that if they're not using technology like my beloved Astros who went too far, then I think everything's fair game. Because how do they know if if it's somebody on their coaching or if it's some guy in, in Michigan in a Michigan outfit. I mean, you don't have to wear khakis in a three-quarter zip with your school's logo on it when you go scout somebody. There's stories yeah. about when Cal Ripken played for the Orioles at shortstop that he called all the pitches from shortstop, mm-hmm. that Cal would put his hand somewhere and then he would relay right. it for, to the catcher and then the catcher re- would. Re- so there's all types of things like that where the pitcher, would, especially if there's a runner at second, the pitcher would look at the runner at second base, but really he was looking at Cal and Cal. It's crazy. A great, it's seg- true. great segue from college football right back into baseball because when we get back, we'll be talking a little Phillies D-backs. And we got a little little hodgepodge here. We're not just talking about the play on the field. We got my favorite moment so far from the playoffs that doesn't include a Jordan Alvarez home run, and we'll play it for you when you get back. We're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal welcome back duke city you're listening to two men on 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal sports animal is your home for thursday night sunday night and monday night football if you want to listen to it you want to hear the soothing sounds of westwood one check them out right here on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal if you want to see it in person we'll say spot get down here have some fun Fred slow down at the beautiful historic El Rey Theater in downtown Albuquerque. Lucky for me, I got two absolute titans of the industry here with me as Jason Thomas, voice of the Ice Wolves, and Josh Sushan, voice of the Isotopes, joining me here at Sadie's. I love baseball. I don't got to tell you that, Sushan. You don't got to tell me that. But there's been somebody falling, falling in love with the game of baseball right in front of your eyes. And last night, Eagles players DeAndre Swift and Terrell Edmonds were mic'd up for the game, and it's the most adorable, wholesome thing I've ever heard. A. Marie, can you hit us with that audio? Crazy, my guys, you been to? Yeah, my first one. We're going crazy. This is my first one, too. I want to see a home run. 
Yeah, not right now. Baseball season be so long, so long. How many games they got? Different city than every other day. He look like he about to do damage though. Pum, I told you. 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 He got a good song. He got everybody singing with him. Everybody know the song. That song probably gonna be in my head all night. Hey, hey, yeah, because they can't pitch too many times in a row, right? There's so many little ins and outs with baseball I ain't know about. I said, if I ever play baseball, I don't want to bat, I don't want none of that. Put me in the outfield somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Bro? That's 100 miles per hour. Come on. Come on. Hello. Come on, man. Yes, Almost said rep. I got to say umpire, right? Hey, kid, ain't he? Yeah, uh, oh, I know he loves his job though, but oh, hell yeah, Come on. he taking second? Nah, he ain't gonna take second. Yeah, alright. You tell me, he <laughs> <better> go back. <laughs> that was too high flag. I don't even know why he swung at that one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. Oh yeah. Come on. Oh yeah. Come on. Let's go. Oh yeah. Come on. The, the sheer joy. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Hey, Marie, we could drop that down. They're just mesmerized the whole time as they are not only. What position they play? And uh, one running back and um, Terrell, Terrell's a linebacker, Amory, I believe. Yeah, Terrell Edmonds, linebacker, DeAndre Swift, the running back for the Eagles. And they're like, like, I don't want to bat. I just put me in the outfield, right? <laughs> yes. I was going to say, that sounds like a defensive back to me. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, just put me where I could catch it far away from all the action. It's like, no, it's actually super hard. They, they're, they just, the sheer childlike wonder and enjoyment that they have experiencing a baseball game for the first time. Like, I love the progression of them just oohing and on like kids at the beginning and then towards the end they're like they're already experts yes they're like oh you can't swing at that pitch oh don't try to take second on that hit like, like you're watching uh, an olympic sport and like five minutes into the game you're an expert even though you've never seen it before in your life yeah that's then. me and curling right. yeah I, I, one of my favorite moments is one of my friend he's a limey he's from england and he had another friend in town from england and i got to sit and watch an isotopes game with these guys uh, my friend, shout out to Dion, OG friend of the show. Um, he's been to some isotopes games, but he's never really delved into it. He just likes to be among the ambiance and have a really good time. But his friend, I was, I was explaining every single in and out of the game of baseball, and his mind was blown. He's, how do the players even know all these rules? <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite one, Sushan, you'll love this. I was explaining the strike zone, and he's like, on pitch to the knees. Look, how does the umpire see that invisible rectangle? I was like, oh, this is going to take a minute. Let's just have some fun and have a beer. But like, seeing these guys have so much fun in real time, because like, you know they're going to support their fellow brothers in Philadelphia. And I feel like I guess number one fans from now on. And that's really cool because football players are notoriously the worst sports fans, right? Sure. They're just so locked up in football, maybe they'll watch a little bit of basketball come playoffs, whereas baseball players are just fans of every sport. You walk into right. any baseball clubhouse at any level, 
major leagues, minor leagues, college, and all they're doing is watching all the sports, right? They, they play tons of fantasy sports. They're all about it. They love watching other sports, other athletes. Football players notorious for not having the foggiest idea about any other sport. Guys were mesmerized that they enjoyed it and they had so much fun. Yeah, and they were absolutely hilarious. Their reactions—they were so perfectly spot on. You couldn't—you couldn't have picked two better dudes to watch a baseball game for a first time. I love they were like, "Is he going to go? Oh, he should go, right? He should. Is he going to go? <laughs> yeah. Total forty-eight. Make it to third. <laughs> he's not only questioning the game; he's questioning himself, right? his own knowledge in that moment already. Jason, did you watch Hard Knocks this year? I did not. Not did? this year. Because this, this, this is giving me jet a guy perform magic in person vibes because they just like have no idea what's coming and they're just mesmerized by everything they see in front of them and like becoming fans in real time it's so cool and if they love baseball that much now well they got the cheapest ticket on the planet as oh. the d-backs are basically giving away tickets to the game right now you could have got you could have got into the stadium today standing room up for seven dollars seven not not seven hundred no seven not seven not seven not 77 not 700 a standing room only ticket that means you get to walk the concourse you get to go to the bar you get to hang out wherever there's a standing area seven solitary dollars you know what the ticket price is for nebraska versus wisconsin and women's volleyball tonight oh lord what is it to get in the door is 256 dollars volleyball to get in the door they in, in wow. nebraska they don't mess around when it comes to volleyball you 256 dollars to get in the door the most expensive ticket which is not even right next to the floor is 501 dollars so you can get what is that 33 about 33 tickets to the national league championship game today for what you can get for one women's volleyball ticket that's correct that's a beautiful thing first off good for nebraska uh, second off, shame on Phoenix. That is embarrassing. Yeah. You can't even sell out your home stadium, and you're in the the championship series for the first time since you had uh, a famous photographer, Randy Johnson, on your team. Am I allowed to defend the Diamondbacks just a little bit? Oh, Please do. Fine. Let's see. Okay. Let's hear it. So you're, that we can uh, the, tell you that you're wrong. Okay. Also, the stadium I, I, I looks know, full. It, it looks like, a lot of red there too. Yeah. Is That's it Philly? Both. A little bit of both. So, first of all, your team's down 2-0 in the NLCS, and they just got shellacked 10 nothing mm-hmm. in the last game. On top of that, it's Thursday. It's early afternoon. It's hard for people to get off work, so maybe they noticed, oh, the numbers aren't where we want them, so let's get them down to this extraordinarily reasonable price to get more people in the door. Is it the right thing to do? But it's going to get butts in the park, you know, and it, it's a way to do it. It's a day game. It, it's a little tougher here, you know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying. To be fair. Struggling. To be fair. To be the, fair. The price that Van is quoting is the secondary market. That's not what the Diamondbacks are doing. It's not like the Diamondbacks are lower. That, that's the secondary market, right? No, I, that is the Diamondbacks Wait, lower. that's what the Diamondbacks the di- are doing? The Diamondbacks drop their own tickets. Once they, once they weren't able to get to 90% capacity, they dropped if only the airline the, industry would do that. For the if only the oh, hotel nice. industry would do that. Yeah, they do, for, but it's only for like two dudes, <laughs> not 20,000 seats in a stadium. 
But look, I mean, every every angle you look, like we're watching, we got the game on right now, 0-0, zero, zero, bottom of the sixth. Uh, what do we got here? A D-back's got a man on third with two, two strikes and two outs. It, so there's a little bit of action going on. It's got to be worth it, right? Uh, you have a f- scrutiny for the cheap tickets. Yeah. But you at least have a full bar, ballpark. Would you prefer high ticket prices? Would you rather be the Rays? Empty? Would you rather be in Tampa Bay Rays and right. have a half-empty stadium? Would you rather yeah. be the Diamondbacks and charge $7? Well, yeah. I mean, you get them into the door. They buy a hat. They buy a burger. They buy a hot dog. They They'll buy a beer. It. They buy a soda. Hopefully they root yeah. for your team. And hopefully they're local. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Phoenix is a transplant city. Like, no but, one's... But no the one's... Diamondbacks have been there long enough, though, that if, if you don't have a rooting for you, that's your fault. Well, I've I've been to Phoenix and I've I've been to Cardinals games. I've been to Red Sox games. I've I've been to Cubs games. And when all these like old school, super strong fan base teams come into Phoenix, it's fifty fifty at best for the Diamondbacks. So they got to be worried. Like I would just give them away as long as you know they're a Diamondbacks fan. Why so what embarrass do you do? Just yourself? Do zip codes? Yeah, you got to yeah. do my zip code. Yeah, why embarrass yourself? Or tickets. When you just give them away to somebody, and you know they're going to spend way more than $7 when they walk through the door. Las Vegas casinos will, will do that often. If you show that you're a Las Vegas resident, they'll waive the, the cover charged again, and or you can park in some of the lots for free, or they'll let you into that pool or whatever that's having some party. Las Vegas will do that occasionally for their locals. So, Standing room only ticket to Philly, the previous game, that would be $235. Oh. <laughs> yeah. When we get back, we're talking Sadie's with new friend of the show, Gilbert Sanchez. Special shout-out to Josh Sushan, voice the Ice Stove. Special shout-out to Jason Thomas, voice the Ice Wolves, joining today. When we get back, more sports and sports-adjacent content, along with a little Sadie's information. More football when we get into the 5 o'clock hour. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. Hey, Marie, we're running behind. Cancel that music. Turn us down. We got friends of the show here. Gilbert Sanchez, director of sales for your favorite New Mexican restaurant, your favorite merch, wow. your favorite salsa at the store, and now my new favorite margaritas. Josh Sushan and Jason Thomas taking a segment off because Gilbert, baby. What an intro. Woo! I've lost my voice a little bit since the balloon fiesta, so I apologize if I sound Halloween-ish, well, if that's you, a word. You picked I a guess good time a, to yeah, do we're it. we're coming up on it. Also, um, don't quit yelling at balloons. I told you that, Gilbert. Yeah, and it's, it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> it was loud in here. We had a lot of people asking for, for rice instead of papitas on their plates. And All right. So. Listen, you fools. This isn't Tex-Mex restaurant. This is authentic New Mexican food. <laughs> Soupy Spanish rice at Sadie's of New Mexico. You're getting papas, baby. You're getting some nice golden papitas. Yeah, that, that is right. Cut. Um, yeah, it's a little different. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a with a soupy rice, right? There's nothing wrong with cilantro rice. You're well, just not, mm, you well, just, you mm. just. I'm trying to be uh, partial and you I, know play play the middle here. You have a future in politics, Gilbert Sanchez, director <laughs> of sales, that. right here. Uh, so I, I love all your products. I, I love every one of your salsas. I, I didn't realize how much I loved the Lobo salsa. It's good, isn't it? Oh, my God. It's so good. 
I love it. I love that's my favorite. That's my favorite, as I told you guys last week. And then the uh, the green chili ranch chips. I don't know if you guys had any left. Oh, over we made that bag. We made that bag disappear. Gone. They're like the the green chili ranch uh, tostadas chips um, are like a way more delicious and sexy Cool Ranch Dorito. Uh, you are just intros for people, for products, yes. for just life. Van word good. Oh, I love it. So what are we sipping on here, Gilbert? So today we brought you over some more, uh, well, not more. We brought you uh, some adult beverages Ooh, this some time. adult yeah, beverages. We stepped it up. You guys earned it. Oh, Last thank week you. went so well. You Excellent. behaved yourself. We didn't get kicked out. Like you guys said, you were planning on. You will get kicked out at some point. So uh, oh, it's absolutely. Probably, it's probably after today. Yeah, if you're a betting man, bet on the boys yeah. Thursday night. But it's not going to be this Thursday. No. Whether you're listening to Thursday Night Football right here on 95.9 FM AM 610 Esports Animal with our friends at Westwood One, or you come right down here in person to Sadie's on 4th Street, we got a jaunt all the way down 4th Street and go watch Duke City Championship Wrestling That's tonight. at the historic El Rey Theater. The second you off, you're rushing down there, right? I'm, I'm, I got a chair in hand, a microphone. <laughs> I'm ready to cut a promo on Watch out because I will be there, and I don't know what I'll do, but I will do something if I need to down there. But we are trying peach, Desert Peach Margarita, our newest RTD cocktail. It is fantastic. Cocktail. I've had – because, I mean, these are, these are pre-made. You can get them basically anywhere – in the Albuquerque and surrounding yeah, yeah, areas. Yeah. Smith's, Elberton's, uh, yeah, anywhere. And I've, I've had the prickly pear, which is fantastic. I've had the regular, which is fantastic. This is my first time with the, with peach. the peach. Look at that. Take it mm. in. Take it in. Mm. I'm right here on air. I love it. Those watching are just super intrigued right now. Oh, my God, that's good. When it hits your lips, when it hits your lips, it's so good. The great part, they're 10%, so they pack a punch. Uh, you can get, you can get. I mean, we serve two cocktails on ice. Correct. For yeah, you guys each, here. So Each can is two cocktails. You've got yeah. a lot of bang for your buck. You can get these here in person if you want or anywhere yes. in town. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're really excited. This is our third one. Um, we're hoping to have a fourth one out next spring. But uh, for now, Desert Peach, uh, a little bit better than the uh, peaches in Georgia because uh, this is a desert peach. Gilbert, we are up against it. I love it. Uh, what else you got me. going on here at Sadie's? That's it. Come by, have fun. Uh, Falcons, Jaguars should be better than, I don't even know who played last week. <laughs> yeah, that's how Broncos. bad it was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah Broncos right. got, got worked once again. Gilbert, thank you so much for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Uh, get your Sadie's here in person. Get your Sadie's. In any incantation you can because they do everything better than you and your <laughs> grandmother. I don't know about that, but we try. Okay, I'm kidding. Your grandmother's fantastic. When we get back, more football talk. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal.